welcome to Blooming Out, Indiana's only LGBTQ news and public affairs show featuring music, events, and interviews both local and global. From the WFHB studios in Bloomington, Indiana, this is Blooming Out. Good evening and welcome to Blooming Out on WFHB. I'm Colin Schasperger. And I'm Grace Thumser. On tonight's show, we have our featured music and the LGBTQ area event calendar. But first, we welcome Patricio Batani, better known as the People's Diva Argenta Perone, to the show. Patricio, welcome to Blooming Out. Thank you. So, uh, why don't you just tell us first a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm the show director at the back door. I perform Wednesdays and either Friday or Saturday nights there, um, and we do all sorts of special events and things of that nature. Um, by day, I'm a public health employee. Hmm. Cool. <laughs> all right. First, let's... So, uh, how did you get involved in drag? Oh, I started drag 11 years ago. Um, and somebody was standing outside of a bar that I was at and said, you have the perfect eyebrows for drag. And so that's where it all began. I started with someone putting, gluing my eyebrows down. And I thought I was the like prettiest girl in the world. And I look at pictures now and I'm just like, oh, Lord. <laughs> Did you start here in Bloomington? Or? I didn't. I started in Iowa City. Wow. Yeah, that's where I went to undergrad. So. Oh, okay. Great. Um, and then, so what led you to get involved in fund fundraising, not just, just doing drag? Fundraising and drag kind of go hand in hand. I mean, drag entertainers across the nation have raised money since the beginning of time. It's a great way to bring people out. They get to see a show. They get to support a cause. And we get to have a lot of fun doing it. Um, our recent incantation of what we're doing, which is the first Wednesdays, um, we're choosing local charities to give money to on our first Wednesdays, which is open stage. And we partnered with King Doe to do that. So you can have dinner at King Doe um, after 5 p.m. And 10% of their proceeds will go to the same charity that we will give our tips to that night. Um, and so that kind of became an idea after the first of the year. We wanted to kind of mix things up and do something good. And that was what we kind of chose to do. Awesome. Uh, so... You're the event planner, uh, or show coordinator, director. show yeah. director. Um, how many events are planned and uh, put together for, you know, like a month at a time? So basically, I only do the drag. Yes. Um, we have, the bar has other people that do all of the bands and things of that nature. But we have four, like, main stage drag shows a month, and then we have four open stages a month. So those are kind of like my whole thing. And then in between there, we have other shows that, you know, we may be doing a fundraiser. Like we did one for Community Kitchen that was celebrity chef impersonations. <laughs> so that we did that and those kinds of things. So on any given month, I mean, we can do, you know, anywhere between like 25 to 30 shows. So. Okay. And uh, so tell us a little bit about um, Argenta. Oh, Argenta. Argenta <laughs> is this persona that isn't me. Um, and that's a huge thing. Like, we're two separate people. Argenta is really outgoing and very talkative and very, like, in your face. And, 
you know, funny. And normally I'm just not. I mean, I'm just, I'm a completely different person, but Argenta is this kind of like vapid socialite who just wants, you know, to be happy in the world and ignore all of the bad things that go on. And that's really where she comes from, is that kind of escape of, I don't want to have to deal with the world around me all the time. And she's a real, she's, she's the escape for that. Okay, yeah, and so you said escape. So how did, how did that, you know, how did Argenta kind of develop? How did you get... Well, Argenta developed out of the fact that I needed a name. Um, and Argenta means silver-plated. The Latin word for silver is Argentum, which is also its atomic mm-hmm. name. Um, but my family's from Argentina. And so Argenta, you know, kind of harkens back to that. My last name is Peron, and Peron is one of our most famous presidents and his wife, mm-hmm. you know, Eva, Eva Peron Evita. And they had, so that kind of is one of those things. My mother actually hates Evita, so it's really <laughs> tongue-in-cheek for me when I chose that last name. But it became this kind of situation where it was like, this is an art form, drag is art, um, and it requires so much. You know, you have to be a dancer sometimes. You have to, you know, be a makeup artist. You have to know how to do hair a little bit. So when you're doing those things, it's like any hobby. And you know, you kind of get lost in that moment. And when you're putting on the face and you're out on stage and you're entertaining, you just kind of lose the world because what better way to show up to work and with an entire audience screaming and yelling for you? Yeah. You know what I mean? That was, it's the greatest feeling in the world. Yeah. Are there any uh, specific queens or figureheads that you draw inspiration from in your drag? I draw inspiration from every drag queen. It is with the like kind of the internet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sound old really quick, <laughs> but I am older than the internet, so that's the whole thing. Um, no, but with like YouTube and things like that, we have access to queens across the world now. And that's so great because you can look at someone's face and like the way they did their eyes or look at hair and be inspired by a costume. Um, and with RuPaul's Drag Race, you mm-hmm. have all of that inspiration. Um, and so those are the kinds of things. I mean, my biggest inspiration is my personally is my drag mother. Um, she was an old pageant queen and that glamour and things of that nature. I'm a little less glamorous and a little more lady of the night, um, which is what she calls me all the time. But that's a whole thing for me. It's, it's, you draw inspiration from everyone. Sure, yeah. and so you, know, you draw inspiration from everywhere, but what is Argenta's style? She's a little bit glamorous, but <laughs> more like, I don't even know. Someone asked me this earlier what my style was, and I don't know really how to describe it. I like, I mean, it's cross between like video vixen and, you know, lady, <laughs> first lady of a country. So <laughs> there's, there's a, it's both ends. It just depends on what I'm doing that day. Yeah, and uh, as we mentioned, you're, referred to as the people's diva. Where does that name come from? That was actually a joke. So my (laughs) name, people cannot pronounce my name at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been called Magenta and Argentina and all of these different random names. And a show director one night got real drunk and could not get my name right. (laughs) And was like, you know what, she does so much for the community, we're just gonna call her the people's diva for the rest (laughs) of the evening. And that's where it came from. So, and that was kind of that whole thing. So you mentioned earlier, you know, that Argenta is very different from you. Mm-hmm. So do you ever find that there are times that, you know, maybe um, you don't want to be like Argenta or there are times where being like Argenta is a bad thing? Um, 
I don't know that a being Argento is a bad thing, um, but there are times where I definitely have to be on as Argento. There's a lot of social engagements that I show up to as a regular person, and when I switch out of that mode, people tend to think I'm like being rude or cold and things like that, and it's really I just don't want to be in a huge crowded room. But I'm here because it's a kind of a social requirement for Argento to be there. And so I don't dislike her. I just dislike the having to be on aspect sometimes. Sometimes I just kind of want to sit at home and watch Netflix <laughs> and eat cookie dough out of a ice cream container or something. I don't know. So then how did you, how did you end up, you, know, you said you were in Iowa City. So how did you end up in, in Bloomington? Oh, that's a fun tale. Um, I moved back to South Bend. I'm from South Bend originally. Um, and so I was working for a place called AIDS Ministries. And I went to a meeting um, where they were hiring for a position to start something called the Empowerment Project here. And the Empowerment Project is for young gay and bisexual men. It's an HIV intervention. And I moved here to take that job. And we were grant funded for three years. And then the National HIV Policy came out, mm -hmm. which is great. And we needed one because we hadn't had one in 30 years. And so we ended up being defunded under that kind of auspice of like this the shift in um funding sources mm -hmm. and so that's how i ended up here to do an hiv intervention so way back in the day <laughs> so then how did you end up at the back door um the back door opened and uncle elizabeth was still open and i was working there and they kept asking me to come and perform and come and perform and i really just didn't want to um and so finally i gave in and performed one night and that was kind of where we had a discussion of like, you know, you should come on here and, and do these shows for us. And that's where it was. We actually only, we started with having one show a month back then. And so it was like, we're in our fourth year. Um, actually, this Saturday is our anniversary party um, for four years opening because our anniversary is technically February 14th. So, um, but that's how I got started there. I just kind of performed once or twice and they were like, come do this for us full time. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so you've really seen the back door from the ground up. Like you've seen, you've been with it the whole time. How, I mean, how have things changed with events, um, shows? I think in the first year we were just kind of trying to figure out what we were doing and where we were going and who we really were. And, you know, just kind of like getting our bearing. And so I think things have changed. We've gotten better at scheduling and all of, you know, all of that kind of logistical things. And it's just gotten to be a little bit more fun. We've kind of laid back because we were so worried up front. And so now our shows are actually getting better um, because we're focusing on bringing in talented people. We're focused on a lot of different things and a lot of different elements. And we keep seeing new things that we can do and try and things of that nature. Yeah. I mean, speaking of bringing in new people, I know Colin and I are both excited to ask you about Alaska coming in. Soon. Yes, Alaska Thunder. She's going to be here. So RuPaul, Drag Race, All-Stars 2. I didn't even actually watch the show. <laughs> I'm horrible. No, I actually didn't even watch her season either, which is what? funny. So I have not seen her on that show at all. Um, but Better I know... Uh, good. Um, I do know that she's like... She's actually a really talented entertainer. She has really taken off and done this kind of like weird music drag career yeah. thing that a lot of them are trying to do, but she really made it work. And I'm really excited. I've never met her and I hear she's great. So, and that show sold out in like 
30 minutes. Yeah. So I'm very excited because it's going to be a packed house. I have some really great numbers I'm working on with some props and it's going to be it's going to be fun and some training with Asabella Studios. Awesome. Yeah. And so I'm sure like over the years you've probably met some really big names through the back door. Yeah, I mean, or just in general, a lot of those girls, you have to understand drag is not a huge community. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the girls that were on the show, you know, in the earlier times were all either, you know, pageant queens and stuff. So you knew them like Alyssa Edwards, for example. She's a former Miss Gay America. She's a former um, All-American goddess and things like that. So you kind of like meet and hear about these people through those channels. But now like they're blowing up and you actually get to meet more of them, you know, and that's which is really great. So, I mean, I knew, like, Sasha Bell, for instance, worked at the bar that I went to in Iowa City. So you kind of know these people, you know, and it's just, it's fun. It's fun to get to meet new entertainers. Yeah. So. Do you get to do much performance uh, other places besides the back door? I am so busy, so never. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I actually have turned down a number of, like, asks because I can't. Yeah. I can't. um I just one the travel time a lot of times is you know you're traveling to Ohio you're traveling to Kentucky and two it's I'm just busy I'm so busy doing this that I don't have time plus I have a regular job so yeah so you said that you know there it started out kind of with pageant queens on RuPaul's mm -hmm. Drag Race how have you how have you seen drag change since you first got into it I think drag changes inherently like drag will always change. fashion changes style changes makeup techniques change so i think that has always changed i think with rupaul they've they've really opened the door for drag to be kind of this mainstream art form where before it was kind of this submersive subversive like queer underground thing um and you had to go to like the drag bar so i've seen that change i mean costuming has changed and gotten bigger and you know more flashy um, makeup has definitely changed. Um, you can tell, you know, there's more avant-garde makeup and things that are going on. Mm -hmm. But I think the show has really opened the door for a lot of people who normally wouldn't have done it. And so we've had this kind of influx of newer drag entertainers who are like, we want to do this too. And so you have to like find a space for them, but also teach them like, this isn't RuPaul's Drag Race. We mm -hmm. actually have to put in some work around here. You know, <laughs> yeah. like you have to get, build your own brand, but this isn't, you're not going to get on the show right off the bat. You know, yeah. so that's a whole thing. And so are there opportunities for people like at the back door to kind of do it for the first time? Is there kind of a place for people to try that? Sure. It's open stage every Wednesday, 11 o'clock. So you can come and it doesn't even have to be drag. You can do, you know, that avant-garde whatever whatever performance you want to do. We've had burlesque, we've had singers, we've had comedians. So just come out Wednesday nights at 11. It's great, it's free, to, it's open to the public, well, as long as you're 21. Um, and we have like really great drink specials. So we do have, you know, it's a, it's a great time. Last night was really fun. We had something like eight performers. And so Wednesday's a little bit laid back, so we have a lot more fun in the back room and it's not that kind of stringent sh show schedule where you have to be on time and so it's a lot of fun so yeah um so do you want to add a little more detail to the king doe partnership because that's i know that's one of the big things that are going sure so right then. 
we I contacted King Doe because I was like, how can we do this in a way that's not only going to support local business, but also support local charities? Um, and so, like, my biggest thing is, you know, supporting our local economy because without it, you know, we'll all be out of jobs. Um, so that's a whole thing. I also have a partnership with Cardinal Spirits. They had a limited edition Argento Perone Tiki Rum, um, which had glitter in it. And Wow. Yeah, it was a lot of fun because we got to like put stickers on the bottom and 10% of those proceeds went to the One Pulse Foundation that supports the um, massacre that happened in Orlando. So, and we're working on some new partnerships and things like that with other local businesses. So, very exciting. And always open to new opportunities, of course. So, I love promoting I love promoting local businesses also because a lot of them support us, you know, as yeah. the LGBT community. A lot of them show their support through a number of things. So mm-hmm. it's a it's great to give back not only to the charities but to give back to our local businesses. Yeah, I love that. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Okay, and we will return to our interview with Miss Argenta Peron in just a few minutes. But it's now time for our first music gr- uh, break of the evening. Uh, and so Grace, go ahead and take that away. <laughs> All right. This first intro is from Out Magazine. In the spring of 2006, Columbia University senior Rastam Batman Glish was entertaining literary society parties with his fledgling band, Vampire Weekend, and wondering if he could pull off life as a professional musician. By the spring of 2008, he was playing the band's runaway hit single, A-Punk, on Saturday Night Live. Vampire Weekend's self-titled debut has been out only a f- had been out only a few months, but fans and critics ha- had been clamoring over it for most of the year. According to Batman Lige, the band's producer, co-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, and sole gay member, Vampire Weekend was meant to be huge. Born in Washington, D.C. in 1983, Batman Lige is the youngest son of Iranian immigrants. Once at Columbia, it seemed obvious that he should major in music, so he did. But something about the whole young composer with quill and hand vibe didn't suit him. I don't associate the term composer with exciting music today, he says dryly. As a songwriter and producer in our band, I get to be the composer I always envisaged for myself. I get to sample MIA. There probably are a bunch of contemporary composers who wish they could do that but don't have the balls. That balance between novelty and emotion is his sweet spot. It's what has inspired him since he was a kid, and it's what has motivated him to start introducing a specifically homosexual perspective into some of his songs. With his second band discovery and solo work under the singular name Rastam, Taking flight, this gifted musician has been making waves in the music world. With his 2016 hit Gravity Don't Pull Me, here is Rustam. Things up. 
listen to Rostam's newest hit, Gravity Don't Pull Me, here on Blooming Out on WFHB. We're back in the studio this evening with Patricio Batani, perhaps better known as the people's diva, Miss Argenta Perron. Tonight, we've been talking about dinner and drag in coordination with King Doe here in Bloomington. Now, we're going to move on to other events happening here and around our community that Argenta is involved with. Yeah, um, Argenta, we were speaking, um, or uh, Colin and Grace, uh, were speaking earlier about the Cardinal Spirits and the Tiki Rum. Mm -hmm. Um, I had the pleasure of attending that opening, and um, it was a wonderful event, and you you really got a a lot of... um, uh, an, a nice crowd that were very, very interested in the the One Pulse Foundation, the proceeds, mm-hmm. and and that's you know everyone was so impressed with that and with the rum. I I have to say, 
Right. Um, the glitter what took it over the top. <laughs> Seriously. And it's edible glitter too. And and. I don't even understand that, but you, <laughs> you know what? Right. I've been trying to figure it out too. How, like, I don't know. I bought it from a company that said, this is edible glitter and I believe them. <laughs> right. And that's what we're going to go with. You're hoping because you were hoping there wouldn't be lawsuits later. Right, right. And, you know, it has passed a USDA inspection. Okay. I will tell you, I mean, of course it has to have, but. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but no, the glitter is edible and it's perfectly safe. Right. Um, and the rum is amazing. And and um, tell me about the distribution of the rum. Did, did Have they made more? Is there, can people purchase it or is it all gone? So I, I missed was, that part. This was just a special labeled bottle of tiki rum. Okay. Tiki rum is always available. You can buy it at Cardinal Spirits, right. um, and even on Sundays. They the laws have changed, so they can True. now buy, you know, um, rum on Sundays from the distillery. Mm-hmm. So you can always buy tiki rum with a number of products. They also have a Pride vodka, which some of the proceeds go to support Pride. If you don't yes. like rum but like vodka, and they have a number of things coming out, and right. they just launched a whole bunch of new alcohol and. It's really great. They have a really great system there, and they don't allow me to bring the glitter actually in the building. That's the whole thing. Like, I have to put it in the packets and then bring it in. Oh, okay. Yeah, the distillers don't like glitter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, With the... when when we were there and and we were we were trying the the rum and everything and and also um, you mentioned the vodka and I believe I think I have number sixteen oh. bottle that rolled off. <laughs> yes, they do number them, so they are like a right yeah. and 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 just again um, you were talking about you know the the local support that mm-hmm. we have here and and it's it, it is so impressive and we do have a lot of businesses that do that so right. so giving back is is certainly. I mean, it just it just makes sense. Right? Absolutely. And Cardinal has been there since day one. You know, they've given back and supported us since day one. And that's something that's amazing to have in your kind of corporate values, that diversity and all of those things is, you know, a value that you express. Mm-hmm. Sure. The um, the other thing that I really in- enjoyed that we've attended a couple of times and I think we touched on it earlier is uh, the the drag queen bingo and and trivia yes. and another wonderful local um, you know, business, obviously mm-hmm. uh, the Atlas Ballroom. Yep, um, providing that such a great venue for that and so much fun. Yes, and we actually we brought we're bringing it back tonight, um, and so this time we're including trivia tonight. It's totally '90s trivia. Ooh. So, you know, if you were alive in the 90s, <laughs> you know, you can or can remember on, it or, yeah, can remember it. Um, I think I've drank a lot of rum since then, actually. <laughs> but, yeah, so we have that. It's coming back um, tonight and we're going to do it every other week, you know, for for now to see how it kind of goes. And sure. Um, we also have a brunch for Queens that is coming up next Sunday. And it is a forty five dollar ticket. But with that ticket, you get this amazing brunch. Um, and we're also doing a makeup demonstration. Um, so, and there's going to be like seasonal mimosas and all sorts of great thin cardinal spirits okay. cocktails. Um, the 19th, is that Sunday or? It's a Sunday. Okay. All right. Yep. And so, you know, I won't be in drag in the beginning and then I'll be putting a face on. Matilda Rose and I are going to be doing a makeup demonstration. Great idea. Yeah. It's oh, going to be a lot of fun. We need to look forward to that. Uh, mark it on our calendars. At what? Uh, it's brunch, right? So what? <laughs> it's actually at one. One. One p.m. Yeah. Right. Okay. So it's really it's it's gay brunch. Of, that's what it is. Yeah. Right. 
because I don't get up before <laughs> noon on a Sunday. Well, it it all seems to tie together for mm-hmm. to me, you know, gays and the brunch and, and <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Oh, that that sounds great. So we're going to look forward to that. Um, the other thing, the partnership, which we just touched on earlier, which was the King Doe partnership. Mm-hmm. And again, another wonderful local business supporter. Um, could you just tell a little bit more about what that's all about? Sure. So it's just called Dinner and Drag. And if you go on Wednesday, the first Wednesdays of the month, we've sat down and chosen kind of like what charities this next month will be Mother Hubbard's covered. Um, we've done Wonder Lab and the Trans Assistance Project um, in the past. And so this is a brand new thing. So we're kind of just kind of feeling out what's happening. And so if you eat there, they'll donate 10% of the proceeds to the chosen charity of the month. And then you join us at the back door. If you bring your receipt, you get a cool button with like my face on it, um, <laughs> which is great. Nice. I want one. Um, <laughs> they, the bar, actually, if you come this weekend, you can get one at the bar, too. Um, but yeah, so we're doing this kind of thing. We, I approached them because they used to actually have, they used to be a, a cart, like a food truck, food cart. Right. And so they used to come to the back door a lot. And um, so it's just, a, it's a great partnership to be able to partner with kind of these local newer businesses and help them grow and grow with them. That's wonderful. Um, so the next thing we wanted to ask you about, and, and this was suggested by by someone that, that I had spoke with earlier that I said I was going to be talking with you. And I said, what, what is the number one thing that you would like to ask Argenta if you were sitting a, across from Argenta? And the question is, is apparently everyone wants you to be on RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> I mean, everyone, according to him, right? Oh, everyone. So, well, maybe just not everyone. Maybe not everyone. Paul has not called. So, okay. Well, that would be an important, right? You know, contributor. But uh, so, but if you're listening, Rue, I'm ready. ready (laughs) There you go, right, Rue? So, um, so what's what's the story? Whatever you want to tell us about this, or are allowed to tell us about this. Um, RuPaul's Drag Race. So I go back and forth. And, and so the kind of thing is, is like I'm getting older because um, I'm not getting any younger. That's for sure. <laughs> and so there's a moment of like, I've done this for 11 years. RuPaul's Drag Race would be fun. There's a but at the same time, I deal with a lot of anxiety. I have obsessive compulsive disorder and things of that nature. Um, and so kind of being sequestered for the four days and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the audition process is really strenuous. I'll bet. Um, the audition process, you have to create this like tape and you have to have excellent amount of looks and you have to do an acting scene and wow. all of these things and do one of her songs and things. Of that. And it, but I mean, it's fun. Um, it just takes a lot of work. But I mean, if they come knocking, I right. won't say no. Right. How could you? Yes. So I know there's like two Skype interviews and there's just, it's a whole process, but yes. yeah, I mean, if, and when they do a season 10, maybe I'll consider it. <laughs> Good to hear. And for uh, those of you who have like, you know, skills in like making videos, come help me. Uh, there you go. That's yeah. Perfect. Um, and the other thing is your, you know, what's happening with, uh, at the back door with, with your, with your drag race and, and how much that's blossomed. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, t- tell us just the, the latest thing and, and also the future, where would you like, where, where are you wanting to take that? 
I think, um, well, the back door, we have our shows. Um, they alternate Friday or Saturday, so the first and third and second and fourth. So the first and third is Friday nights, and they have a fun name that I can't say on air. Right. Um, and then the Saturdays are called the Queer Cabaret. Um, and so what we're doing this year is one of the Friday shows is going to feature either burlesque or drag kings. So that's exciting and fun because it's mm -hmm. not something that we see a lot of around here. Right. Um, especially in Indiana, except for like Evansville has a really great King community that I'd love to, sh that I love showcasing up here. Um, and so we are doing that. We have, sometimes we have RuPaul girls coming through mm -hmm. um, and we're partnering with IndieProv to do that. Right. Um, and so Alaska's coming on right. next Friday. Next Friday. Oh God, it's next Friday already. I know. Um, how, I thought I had a month. <laughs> <laughs> how how many um, of the Rue um, queens have been there so far? There, I'm thinking what three? We've had at least. I think we've had about ten. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, we've, so, oh, wow. But we've also had some really bigger name queens. So like we've had Latrice and Bob the drag queen and sure. Thorgy, and now Alaska and Willem. Who was absolutely amazing, by the way, and Detox. Right. I have not had more fun in my life in a show with Detox, was so amazing and fun. Um, so, yeah, and they're all so great and so wonderful. So, you see the show, and you know, they all talk about the editing, and sometimes you meet them and you're kind of nervous because you're like, right. oh no, what are they going to say? <laughs> but they're all like genuinely so great and, mm -hmm. you know, wonderful, and they're so gracious to have the opportunity. Professionals. So, yes, absolutely. Yeah, you'd yeah. have to be, right? I would hope so. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I would just think keeping up with the schedule and the... Mm -hmm. I couldn't... That, that's another thing about Drag Race. I don't know that I could actually continue. Because, like, I mean, they literally come in, do a show, get back on a plane, go somewhere else. Right. Come in, you know, And so they also have all these other things that World of Wonder asked them to do. And so like that scheduling is... I would have to have an entire team of adults just to care for me at that point. You, you just mentioned World of Wonder, and mm -hmm. this is just more of a personal inquiry because I follow them on Facebook, but mm -hmm. I really don't know exactly what I'm following. All I know is I like the feed, and sure. it's really fascinating and really cool. Is it just a production company? It's a production company. Okay. Um, so they produce a number of shows like RuPaul's Drag Race, right. um, and I believe Million Dollar Listing is one of theirs as well. They also produce a number of shows, but then they produce all those web series that you see, like Alyssa's Secrets oh. and whatever the one with Katya is called. Right. Um, and so, like any of that stuff, like T.S. Madison, you know. Okay. So, those are all things that they produce. So, they do, you know, um, This Is My Face with James St. James, which. Okay. If you don't know who James St. James is, you need to Google it and figure it out because he is, he's one of the old club kids. And so he was friends with Michael Ailing back in the day, you know, the party monster. Okay. Um, and so, but he has just, he's basically seen it all. He's like a wealth of history. Right. Yeah. So. Okay. James and the, James. Yeah. Note to self. <laughs> yeah. And it, he has a show with World of Wonder called This Is My Face or something, Paint My Face or uh -huh. something along those lines. Okay. But yeah. but yeah, they're just a production company. They're a lot of fun. Um, the... Uh, with you, you doing the um, the event where you're going to be doing um, the makeup and everything, mm -hmm. right? Which mm -hmm. it, which is the brunch uh, for queens. That's the brunch for queens. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that is next Sunday, the nineteenth. Correct. One o'clock at 
Um, and that's at Atlas. Is correct. That correct. It's at okay. the Atlas, Atlas Ballroom. Ballroom. And you can buy tickets online. So if you go to the Atlas Ballroom's Facebook page, you can find the link. It's, one, it's in the events. Or if you go to my page, you can also find it. Okay. Now, um, you, you may have mentioned this earlier, but what is the best way to find what is happening in the world of Argenta Perón? Um, what, what website would you suggest? Oh, well, when anyone figures that out, let me know, too. Really? Yeah, I know there's so I mean, many. <laughs> my schedule is crazy. But yeah. ultimately, you can either go to my Facebook page. Right. Um, and it's Argenta Perón MPH. Or you can go to the Backdoors page. You should uh-huh. probably, like, the Backdoor Atlas and my page. Just like all three. And you can more than discern likely. what's going on out there. Yeah. The website's being finished as right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it went under. We revamped it. So it's going to be a little bit more fun and you know, I'm not having any like albums or anything drop. So don't worry, I can't sing. <laughs> so, um, are you fam- familiar with all event uh, all all events dot in? I believe, yeah, I believe the back door. We is the back door puts all of our events out. Okay. Um, and I know they've okay. gotten onto community calendars and stuff. Okay. Um, Great. But yeah, yeah, because we'll sure we get on. There. I was amazed at how much I found out on on that mm-hmm. particular one. So so many many different um, sites to uh, to look up. Um, the uh, schedule right. or you could just catch me at the back door on a Friday night right I'll be the guy in the corner drinking rum <laughs> that's what I do with glitter with, with glitter. glitter right the glitter will probably still be on my eye from the <laughs> night before but yeah awesome um, well Colin did you have anything else you wanted to talk to Argento about I mean I'm just kind of Taking it all in. Right now. Like, I'm, like, I'm kind of noticing keep that. Speaking, like, I, uh, <laughs> I like that. I'm enjoying this a little too much. Yeah, right yeah. So. I mean, it, take it all in. Drag is fun. Drag, yeah. and that's drag is supposed to be fun, but it's also kind of a reflection on society as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times I'll do something that's a little political, mm-hmm. um, or maybe a lot of political. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so that's the whole thing is we're a reflection on the society, what's going on in the world, right. as art does, and. You know, so drag is just drag is fun. We just just yeah. come have fun with us. I, I I've been wanting to, and I'm going to start asking this of, of our guests. Um, just in general, is there anything that comes up um, in, in your mind um, as to how the current administration change, how it has affected you personally? Has there been? And I know professionally, um, there's definitely a, several stories there. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Um, but anything come to mind, you know, that has just... I mean, ultimately, my concern with this, you know, the giant orange one is um, the fact that I'm more concerned about the mental health of our society. I'm more concerned about the mental health of our children and especially the LGBT children. Someone so vocally standing up and telling women they're not valuable and telling LGBT folks or people of color that they're not valuable is absolutely insane. Um, it's absolutely... It's taxing, and we know that, and we we mm-hmm. see this, and so I, I'm just really concerned about um, the community in general and their mental health and their mental well-being. And so my biggest that's that's my biggest concern. I mean, professionally, you know, I work in public health. Um, we now have a hiring freeze at the federal level. I don't know what's going to happen with you know the Affordable Care Act, and so mm-hmm. so all of those things do affect me professionally. But at the end of the day, you know. 
I can just be like one of the park rangers and go rogue. Um, mm -hmm. Which I absolutely love the fact that the parks department, you know, right. the forestry service was the first one to be like, no, we're yeah. doing this. Right. So, I mean, that's a whole thing. I mean, and so my concern is, and again, like I said earlier, Argenta is this, that escape from mm -hmm. having to talk, to think and talk about that. Yeah. Um, you know, so find something that gets you away from thinking and feeling those feelings. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very important to pay attention and we need to be paying attention because at any moment the tides may turn and, mm -hmm. you know, so, but we also need to make sure that we're having our own self-care, care for the others of our community. And I mean community in the broader sense. So, sure. you know, not just the LGBT community, but we need to care for right. people of color and women and trans folks and mm -hmm. everyone who can be affected by this. Mm -hmm. We we all need to stand together and resist this kind of garbage that's coming out of mm -hmm. Washington. Yeah. 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 And then we also need to remember that we need to elect mm -hmm. actual human beings right. next time and not lizard people. Um, I swear. Well, have you ever seen this many people actually become interested in involved in politics? I'm seeing a, yeah. more than yeah. an increase. A lot right? of people. I love it though. You see, and this you is can't. my thing is like, I think the only positive thing that we can say about this is that mm -hmm. people are now waking up and now people are like, right. Oh wow. You know, we had a great eight years with president Obama and you know, there were some moments of like, you could have done better, but we had great. We had a great time, mm -hmm. um, you know. But it's over now, yeah. and we're we're back, and we need to. But I think that's a huge. That's a great thing. We have young people who are becoming more involved in politics. We have people who normally wouldn't care are now care. So right. I think people are going to start paying attention. I hope voter turnout reflects that. I hope young people run for office. Right. Like, Let's get these old white men out of office. Mm -hmm. You know, sure. like we need our LGBT people. We need our trans folks. We need our women of color and we need right. women. And that's the thing is, you know, in Argentina, 50% of our Congress has to be female. Like that's the law. Really? We don't have that here, you know. And so those are things that those are things that need to wow. change. The system needs to be changed. Yes. Um, because the system is inherently you know, only for white, cisgendered, heterosexual men. Right. And that's not okay. No. So that's the great thing is we can all come together and be, you know, and we also need to hold our own advocacy agencies accountable, mm -hmm. you know. And so I sometimes don't politically align with some of our big name agencies, but we need to make sure that they're being held accountable and they're fighting for what we need and not just the best interest of Mm -hmm. the greater right know. right i couldn't agree more thank you for for commenting about that thank you for yeah. talking to us about everything that's going on we're so excited about all the upcoming events yeah we i'm excited to too. those if um, you're coming to alaska yeah. i will tell you that um we have some big things planned so i'm actually i've been taking classes with Bella studios the aerial silks and lyra classes okay so i'll be hanging from the ceiling <sighs> at alaska yeah. Are yeah. you are you pulling our leg? No. I did it once. I did it when oh god, who was here? Willem was here, I believe. Um so yeah. Nice. So stay wow. tuned for that. Yay. And then my second number is going to be crazy too. <laughs> I've got all sorts of props. Oh wow. Things are getting bigger. It like, sounds like it. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yay. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for Thank coming you for on and talking me. with us today. Really appreciate that. Yeah.
And um, again, to find more information, we can find you on Facebook. We can look up the website. Mm -hmm. The, the Backdoors website. The Backdoors mm -hmm. website. And then you can also find me on Instagram. I'm on everything. Right. I'm right. everywhere. You're everywhere. Because like, you're the people's diva. I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's real hard to take care of it all, though. So, so if I'm anybody sure. needs an internship in social media, <laughs> call me. I mean, the, actually, there you I go. mean, <laughs> there we go. School you for can, Journalism right here. Well, so. great. You can write all of my posts for me and post them. We'll talk after great. the show. There great. you I'll, go. Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll meet yeah. you. <laughs> well, all right. Thanks again. In Argenta. Thank you for having me. So now it's time for our, our next music break, and uh, this is from StereoGum.com, and this album is not that deep. That's how Sydney Bennett described Finn, her first ever solo album, which dropped February 2nd. She went on, for me, this is like an in-between thing. Maybe get a song on the radio, maybe make some money, have something new to perform, so Finn is both a side project and, and to some extent, a sellout move. Uh, Sid is a member of the Internet, the hazy neo-soul group, and she sees that as her true calling. Finn, by contrast, is something resembling a conventional R&B album, a spacious and stuttering post-Aliyah synthscape, uh, Finn, with its icy textures and sputtering sparseness, I, see, I couldn't write this. Someone else has written this, obviously, foregrounds both Sid's voice and her persona. One of the big talking points around the new album is that it finds Sid working with people like Hit Boy, Mellow X, and Reiki. She's working with people who have histories of making hits, but all those producers only get one track apiece on Finn. Sid is writing these songs herself, and she's producing many of them as well. The next four years promise a rough time for anyone who is black or gay or female, and Sid is all three. But there's no anxiety in Finn. Instead, it finds Sid stepping out on her own with a calm, cool intensity. From her newest album, here is Sid with Got Her Own. <laughs> She got her own. Her she drive a beamer and she got it on her own. Her she was a dreamer but she's sleeping all alone. I just wanna meet her cause I just wanna know. I heard she got her own. Her she got her own. And I just wanna know. But I heard she got her own. She was a dreamer, but she's sleeping all alone. I 
Support for WFHB and Blooming Out comes from the back door, downtown Bloomington's queerest bar, dance club, and venue. From live bands and DJs to drag shows and karaoke, there's something for everyone every day of the week. The back door is located at 207 South College in the alley behind Atlas Bar, and more information can be found on Facebook or online at bckdoor.com. Blooming Out is also supported by the Coryland Men's Chorus, Bloomington's premier chorus for gay, bi, and trans men's and their allies. More information can be found at coryland.org. Noelle Phillips will return with more LGBTQ plus news headlines next week. And we have one final music break for you this evening, and this is from Interview Magazine. I've always had one foot in the pop-punk world and one foot in the alt-country folk world, says singer-songwriter Allison Weiss. The Georgia native's brand of charismatic songs about love and love lost has caught the attention of a rapidly growing fan base, which includes fellow musicians like the late Lou Reed, who took Weiss on a tour as a backup singer, and Laura Jane Grace of Against Me, for whom Weiss opened two shows. After funding her first full-length album through Kickstarter in 2009, Weiss also became an internet sensation who was featured by both the New York Times and Wired magazine for her DIY success in the recording industry. Of her musical inspiration, she says, definitely Tegan and Sarah. They're still one of my favorite bands. Seeing who they were as people and going to their shows and seeing everyone in the audience was so cool. It would be so cool with who they were, or at least appeared to be on the outside, they were definitely a big influence. My friend Jenny Owens Young, who recently came out as well, she was like a big cool musical sister to me and I also looked up to her. With I Was an Island, here is Allison Weiss.
you just listened to Allison Weiss's song, I Was an Island. To finish out tonight's show, it's time for your weekly LGBTQ plus area event calendar. Tomorrow, February 10th, from 1 to 3 p.m. in Kavanaugh Hall, room 411, a free talk about gender strain and the biology of resilience. We have crossed a trans tipping point in the U.S. where trans and non-binary individuals are increasingly visible in pop culture. However, political backlash, policy lag, and entrenchment in gender binaries continue to stigmatize and harm transgender folks. This talk will provide insights to inform our understanding of minority stress and gender strain among transitioning transgender men. On Sunday, February 12th at 5 p.m., the Transgender Advocacy Group invites you to a forum to evaluate where we are in our progress in making our campus and housing more supportive for students. Feedback will be collected about what future priorities should be. A second forum is scheduled for Thursday, February 23rd at 7 p.m. This first event will be held in the Teeter Residence Center Conference Room, whereas the February 23rd meeting will be held at the LGBTQ Plus Culture Center. Also on Sunday, join DJ Aaron Tilford at Monsieur. Monsieur is a weekly event at the Root Cellar Lounge beneath Farm Bloomington. DJ Tilford will start spinning the beats beginning at 8 p.m. And on Wednesday, February 15th at 4 p.m., join Joshua Block, the senior staff attorney for the ACLU, LGBT, and HIV Project, and Jody um, Herman from the UCLA Law School in the Moot Courtroom at IU, Bloomington for Dignity, Law, and Transgender Lives. The two will consider the present and future of transgender equality. This includes the legal questions being debated in legislature, courts, and the public square, along with whether and how transgender persons will achieve the promise of equal human dignity for their identities and lives. The panel discussion will include time for audience Q&A. Light refreshments will be served. The winner of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is coming to Bloomington. Alaska will hold a VIP meet and greet along with a photo and drag show at a photo shoot and drag show at the back door on Friday, February 17th. Tickets are $35 VIP admission and $15 for general admission and underage meet and greet. The meet and greet begins at 9 p.m. and the show begins at 10:30 p.m. More information on the back door's Facebook page. Start planning ahead for PRISM Youth Community's third biversary. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do we say that again, Grace? I believe that's just birthiversary. Birthiversary <laughs> <laughs> on February 21st. The birthiversary on February 21st for PRISM Youth Community and their winter ball on February 24th. More information can be found on Facebook. That's all the time we have for this evening. We'd like to thank you for tuning in tonight. And if you're interested in volunteering here at WFHB or for our show, contact volunteer at WFHB.org. You can also call us at 812-323-1200. Tweet us at Blooming Out WFHB. Visit our Blooming Out Facebook page or find us on Instagram. The executive producer of Blooming Out is Joe Crawford. The producer is Ryan Shaddy. The associate producer and board engineer is Sarah Hetrick. The news director is Noelle Phillips. Finally, our theme music is an original composition produced for Blooming Out by Aaron Gage. For Blooming Out, Jeff Bowling and Colin Chasberger, I'm Grace Thumser.
Please tune in again next Thursday at 5.30 p.m. and visit us online at bloomingout.com. Blooming Out, Indiana's only LGBTQ plus radio program, airs every Thursday evening here on WFHB at 5.30 p.m. You can also stream us 24 hours a day, seven days a week on WFHB.org or bloomingout.com. Thank you for listening. Please tune in again next week to Blooming Out.